Liberty lockdown, piss down your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you ride with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Let's get into the show Got a very special guest today. It is Patriot J. So before we get into this, I'm going to let you hear the tracks that he's putting down. Uh, I think that once you hear him, you will enjoy it and you'll want to hear more of what he's got to say. So check it out. Hey, this one goes out to the fake news, to the enemy of the people. Fuck Don Lemon, all the homies hate Don Lemon. Fuck CNN, fuck the whole staff, fuck the CEO and they mama. Fuck Don Lemon, all the homies hate Don Lemon. Fuck Don Lemon, all the homies hate Don Lemon. Fuck Don Lemon, all the homies hate Don Lemon. Fuck Don Lemon, all the homies hate Don Lemon. Fuck Don Lemon and fuck CNN. In the media, the people wanna see the end. Fuck Don Lemon and fuck. News is hella fake, all written. Who controls the thing? All fuck Don Lemon. Propaganda's what we all get in. Sauce, call me ass mama. Took her to the mall and made her suck my balls of eggs. <laughs> what an accomplishment! So you know I gave a sauce with it. Duly acknowledged that I can't stay this man politics. Fruity and contradict. He hates whites, but he take the dick. And they hate the confidence, so they try to take my scholarship. News about fake and shit. Tucker Carlson, my favorite. MSM on some other shit. They be lying just to pay the rent. The takes are a ball of shit. MSM, we a ball of shit. Defund the establishment. Deep state need to call it quits. Fuck Don Lemon and fuck CNN. Fuck MSNBC and all they evil friends. Fuck Don Lemon, he a large villain. Nah, get it. Hey, y'all get it from start to finish. Now sing it. Fuck Don Lemon, all the homies hate Don. Welcome everybody to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. Uh, very special guest with me today. I, I found you about a month ago, and I was pleasantly surprised. Got some serious bangers. The uh, <laughs> the Don, fucked on Lemon track is killer, man. Uh, <laughs> we got you, man. we got at Sir Hottis, aka Patriot J. How you doing, brother? Pretty good, dude. I'm happy to be here. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, so what what got you into uh, the the political kind of artist scene? I, I'm not going to do a whole background, but just give us like cliff's notes on on how you got here um so i've always been interested in politics like since a young age um i got my bachelor's degree in political science and i started i started rapping taking it seriously kind of in college when i was getting my degree too and i figured if i was going to make some music i wanted it to be the most purest expression of myself i didn't want to go out there and rap about stuff that i'm not doing so i just 
figured I'd talk about, I don't know, America and the Constitution, because that's just stuff that I like. And I figured if I put it out there, people will gravitate towards it because they might like these same things, too. Well, you were right. I mean, your audience is growing exponentially, man. I, I, uh, I've been following you for a minute and, and people are definitely, definitely digging what you're putting out. So, um, congrats on the success. Uh, well, where do you, where do you think this goes, man? Um, I don't know. Like well, what's I, the dream I got, I got no expectations. I just create art and I kind of let, I kind of let the world have it. I don't know. It would be awesome to have the entire world listen to it, but I got like so far, I think I've had like 30,000 streams, which is the most for a project that I've ever had. So that's like, that's crazy to me right now. So I'm just appreciate appreciative of like anything. I don't know, any success that comes, I'm grateful for it. But I got no really big expectations. I'm just going to kind of let it simmer and let it dissolve into the universe. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, if you don't mind, um, if you want to send me a, a copy of, uh, I don't know, like MP3 format for the fucked on lemon track i'd love to play it for people to intro this yeah i got you i got you i'll send that afterwards yeah people will dig it um anyway so obviously you lean more uh you know constitutional more conservative uh at least that's the gist that i've gotten um what what about donald trump is appealing to you because uh, just so you know i'm i'm ancap you know libertarian type i i'm not anti-trump i, I certainly don't suffer from tds uh, <laughs> right but i'm also not like ride or die for him so what, what was it about him that's appealing um so Trump came along like spring 2015. And prior to that, I was like a lifelong Dem. But I took this intro to logic course at my university. And so because that was going to be my first election, I was like, you know what, let me just check out what the Republicans have to say. And um, I was drawn to Donald Trump because I feel like he's he represents the anti-establishment mentality. And that's that's one thing that I can really appreciate, like the fact that he has thousands of people in stadiums yelling CNN sucks is just so incredible. Like I feel like, <laughs> his, I feel like his impact on the culture, if anything is going to be greater than any policy or legislation he might've gotten passed, just like kind of, kind of waking people up. And yep. it's like, I feel like he's woken up the boomers too. Cause I would, I would never think in a million years that the boomers would be the ones saying like, Oh, F CNN, all these people, but they're, they're right alongside with me. Like, I feel like, being young, I've kind of like done my done my research in history, and I don't know how people can trust CNN after all, or just the mainstream media as a whole, just after everything that they've kind of kind of said and like lied to us. And so when when Donald Trump comes around, he's like, "Yeah, CNN's fake news." I knew that was it for me. Yeah, well, I and honestly, like, even though I I'm not a huge Trump supporter, simultaneously, like, I you didn't say a word I disagree with. Like every single aspect of his presidency that has been positive. We, we see exactly eye to eye. Like he red pilled at least 70 million people. Uh, if, if only through the election being stolen from him, I think right. that, that that alone is a net positive for our country moving forward because they now understand that democracy and the system as it's established does not work for them. Um, so one yeah, of, I, I agree, man. One of, uh, one of my, one of my favorite things, it's so hilarious. People will say, I think, um, I think it was an FDR quote where he said, like, presidents are selected, not elected. And so people kind of agree on this point. And then here you have a current president who's hated by both sides, Donald Trump. He goes out there and he says, hey, guys, this thing is kind of rigged. And all of, <laughs> all of a sudden, the people are like, no, our elections are fair. There's no way this could be rigged. <laughs> Even though they spent four years telling you that he stole the election himself. <laughs> <laughs> right now now our elections are are foolproof yeah i yeah. mean I, I 
honestly, I don't, I don't understand the people that are still blue pilled on this shit. Like, how do you, how do you witness what we've witnessed over the past four years where they tell you that an election was stolen because of Russian interference. And then you have an election, which is very much in doubt that there's actual evidence that shows that there has been fraudulent behavior, whether or not it was actually stolen outright. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know for a fact that there was fucking shenanigans. At least enough to deserve a second look. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and now it's, it's a conspiracy theory to talk about that. You know, it's like, it's just, it's just upside down world, man. Like, well, what's uh, what's your take on on the election? Do you think that he's still got a shot of of getting back in? Um, yeah, honestly, I think so. I'm not sure how he's gonna do it, but I feel like he hasn't really let me and the supporters down in the past four years, and I don't think this is gonna be the first time where he just doesn't figure out a way to do it. I don't know how he's gonna do it if it's gonna like come down to Mike Pence having to select some specific electors in the house or something or other constitutional procedures, but I just feel like he's gonna do it. I'm not sure how. And I think think he'll do it because all year he's been kind of warning us that the Dems are gonna cheat with mail-in ballots. It's gonna be fraudulent. And I feel like him being the president, he's not gonna put in some sort of uh, like measures to counteract the fraud. I think he, he, he knew what they were gonna do. So I don't think he was entirely flat-footed. Yeah, well, and, and he may not have been, I, I don't know. I, I've heard, you know, there's, there's a lot of QAnon talk about how, he's, uh, how he had investigators that were already on top of this. But if that were the case, I would think that the evidence would have been delivered to us already. Like if he right. knew it was coming and he had people in there prepared and watching, I would have expected that they would be like, all right, the election's over. They call it for Biden and boom, here's the smoking gun showing you that this is all fraudulent. Um, yeah. the, the fact that it's been so delayed concerns me, you know, just being blunt. It concerns yeah, me that they haven't laid it out. And, um, you know, maybe they will. Maybe it's they're going through the, the court system and doing it the quote unquote right way. I, yeah. I personally would like to see him just dump the data on on his supporters and let us fucking right, just just tweet it out. it out dude just tweet out like a dropbox link to everything you got <laughs> exactly uh, like i feel like um i feel like they're kind of taking a slow and steady approach to it so you've got like like sydney powell and lynn wood filing their documents people go through and they read it and they kind of they kind of see the fraud for themselves and then um i think just recently a judge in michigan said that um something was wrong with dominion i'm not sure but i feel like it's coming out piece by piece and then a certain day, it's just going to break. Mm-hmm. Well, you must be one of the the only people I've ever met that went to college and came out a conservative. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it's how'd crazy. that happen? <laughs> um, so, I well, think, well, where'd, where'd you go to school? I mean, you don't have to tell me the actual school, but like, what I went state? To Cal State Northridge. Proud, oh, for real? Oh, you, are you in California like me? Yeah, where are you at? Oh, dope. Uh, San Diego area. Okay, cool. I'm uh, I'm in Palmdale. All right, nice. Yeah, so um, I went to Cal State Northridge. My first semester, I was taking an English class. I took this Africana Studies English class, and um, it was it was total bullshit. They kind of just force-fed you all the critical race theory propaganda. Right. So I came out of that class my first semester. I was like, down with America. Let's get rid of the patriarchal capitalist uh, white supremacist <laughs> society. Right? Like I was, I was really hell-bent on that. And then um, the next semester, spring 2015, I took intro to logic and I was like, wait a minute, I can think objectively, not really use my emotions. There's another side to this. So I feel like um, I feel like intro to logic kind of gave me the tools I needed to become more of an objective thinker. And then um, and then, yeah, when I checked out the Republicans, I felt like 
they just made more sense over Democrats. I felt like they wanted to kind of get, keep government out of your lives as much as possible where the Dems kind of want you to rely on the government. And that's just personally doesn't work for me. So when I when I kind of looked at it with an open eye, I was like, you know what, maybe maybe the other side is right for me. Yeah, no, I think it's it's a fair assessment. It's just it's just so unique, you know, like most people go to college, they get that first intro to Africana studies, they come out and they're like, they're ride or die in the in the yeah. patriarchy in the in the white supremacy nation for you know uh for the rest of their lives or, or at least yeah. at least the majority pretty, of their twenties you you would you adapted quick. Yeah, I mean they they caught me. If I didn't take intro to logic that <laughs> semester, I <could probably laughs> would have still been on their team. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, if you would have yeah. been out campaigning for Kamala, I would have <laughs> been tripping though. <laughs> for real. <laughs> uh, so what's uh what's your family's background? Are they are they um conservative left-leaning like where they at um they're not like super politically involved as i am but they're black so they're democrats you know it's like the default state for being black in america you just come out of the womb you're a democrat yeah really really ask questions about it do do you think that trump uh, i mean i know that he increased his percentage vote in both the black and hispanic community do you think that that's a trend that will stick if trump is actually out and and like will more people more people in the minority communities, will they start looking at the conservative ticket as, as a potential option? Or is this a kind of a one-time Trump only type deal? I would hope so because I feel like, um, I feel like, like our communities have been voting one way for so long. And a lot of people are starting to realize now that it's not really working out for us. It's not a beneficial relationship. So I think, um, the pendulum is going to come swinging back. But I also I don't know, because I feel like Donald Trump is a one of a kind candidate. He's very he's very real. He's not a politician in the traditional sense. So I yep. I don't imagine like there's a lot of blacks for Trump support and it has to do with his policies. But it also has to do with his personality. And I couldn't I couldn't really see like blacks for Nikki Haley, you know, <laughs> <laughs> unless she's put. Yeah, no, I, I doubt that. I, I don't see that yeah. either. And honestly, but, like any of the establishment Republican candidates right. um, wouldn't strike me as being super appealing. I mean, they're not appealing to me. So I, I would assume the same for you guys. Uh, it's it's so I mean, do you think that he runs in 2024 if if he gets bumped out in January? Um, I don't know. Pro- honestly, probably not. He would probably be a little old. I don't I wouldn't want to I don't think he would do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, he would be very old at that point, but this dude is like, he's a special breed, man. Like yeah, true that. True <laughs> I could see, see him rolling in at like 75 years old and be like, yeah, let's do this. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> right. Let's do it again. He's got stamina for days. I mean, who, who kicks COVID and does like an eight hour live Ooh. speaking Ooh. event? I, I couldn't do that shit. And I'm 38 he's, he's years got old. So much energy, bro. I don't know how he does it. It is really wild. So uh, what, what was your like musical influences that that got you into this? Was there any any rap that was actually like politically aligned that that started to inspire you? Um, not really. I feel like all the like the conscious political hip hop like leans left. Um, Bryson Gray is a huge influence. I saw him like he, he had the MAGA challenge, right? He had the MAGA challenge. I want to say it was like September of 2019. He dropped the MAGA challenge and... When I saw him get like people of all ages, groups, ideologies, just like rapping along to a MAGA challenge beat, I thought that was so inspiring. And I, like his success kind of made me realize that, okay, I can be a rapper and be successful if I rap about the conservative things that I like. Mm-hmm. No, but, that's true. Um, outside of, 
outside of him, like um, some of my favorite rappers are Tyler, the creator, um, I'm a big Drake fan. And I got into Mob Deep a couple years ago. I love their stuff. So they're probably like, oh, and Eminem. Eminem is like one of my favorite rappers right now. I think we're the same person, man. <laughs> but <laughs> I would throw. I would, is, well, uh, I didn't. I didn't listen to Eminem until like 2013. I was like a junior in high school, yeah. and I like went back and listened to his entire catalog, and my mind was just blown. <laughs> well, you're you're a youngster compared to me, so like I was I was riding with him when I was when I was probably the same age. Uh, but his shit was new, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. For me, uh, I mean, you probably haven't heard, but the uh, the intro to my show is actually me rapping. So I, I do oh, a little right. bit, a little bit myself. Oh. Uh, you know, it's oh. not 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 uh, not any career aspirations there. I, I definitely I've already done uh, the career path, uh, mortgage broker. Um, I'm actually nearing retirement, believe it or not. So this hey. is kind of like this is my path to try and branch out and change the world a little bit. I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned about the trajectory of this country. Um, how do you how do you view the uh, the future for this country, assuming that that Biden gets put in and and you know he's immediately taken out and Kamala's implanted? Um, I I'm pretty black pilled on this, you know. Like I, I feel like like the future is not very bright. Um, where are you at? You know. You know, I think I think if they get in there, the four years probably would suck, but I'm hopeful that maybe shitty four years would kind of um, inspire the country to, you know, bring it back to the right track again one day. Hopefully those, hopefully those four years will be so terrible that we will never have another socialist in office. That's well, the only that thing I, that's the only thing I can hope for because um, I mean, it, it sucks. There's a lot of young people who have kind of, they're kind of, I guess, brainwashed by the idea that socialism works or like communism is cool, but it's, it's not cool. It's, it's really terrible. And I think we just got to, we kind of got to infiltrate the culture and just let them know that communism is bad. Um, free markets work way better. Being able to make your own choices is what it's all about. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I, I think that that's why, I mean, that's why I wanted to have you on. I, I want to give a voice to people that, that are actually, you know, putting out what, what it's so weird that, that having rap about conservative principles is counterculture, given that conservative principles is not counterculture, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. but, but it is, I, I mean, it is like conservatism and, and believing in the constitution, believing in capitalism is counterculture in this environment. Um, it's, it's weird, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's totally backwards. It, it shouldn't be that way too. Like, it's crazy. I feel like, I feel like some of my songs aren't even necessarily conservative. Like I'll rap about, like, I got a song, meet Patriot J. I basically say Patriot J I'm saving the day. God bless the USA. And then I list off the amendments and it's like, that's not really like politically motivated one way or the other. Like if you're an American, you should want to say, God bless this country and thank you for our individual rights. You know, it's, it's yeah. crazy that that has kind of become almost like a, a hallmark of conservatism. Like yeah. if, if you, if you have a flag flying on your house, people just know you're a conservative, which is crazy. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And and I think that shows, um, you know, historically, like our rights were valued in a bipartisan fashion. Like, sure, you had like the, the conservatives would be like more 2A, the the uh, Democrats would be more 1A. Um, yeah. Now it's like the conservatives are the only thing, the only entity, I mean, uh, along with my ilk, the libertarian and cap folks that actually value 
personal freedom and they value the Bill of Rights. And there is a truly un-American movement. Like it's it's against the foundational principles of this country. Um, and I don't I don't know how you how you course correct. I mean, I, I guess you're I take your point seriously that you know maybe things are so bad under uh, Biden or Kamala presidency that that ultimately you know, people, people start to course correct and they, they realize that socialism is not going to deliver them the, the desired outcome. But at this point, the indoctrination is so deep. I, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we can, we can, you know, spin back without a ton of pain, you know, like a decade or 20 years of pain. So yeah, through that, I don't know. I feel like, um, like just being in California, I think all the COVID restrictions have kind of radicalized a lot of people, not maybe on the far left, but at least some of like the, the normies who are like politically neutral, they see this and they're like, what the heck? It makes no sense. Why are you going to close down my business over a virus? You know? So I think, um, I think like the tyrannical policies of Newsom are kind of pushing us um, against them, you know? So I, I do think that, if, if Biden got in, that's kind of what the trend would be. But that's only if we survive four years of that. You Who knows what they'll start for and, you know? Yeah, no, uh, if we don't get nuked. Um, yeah, I I think that that was probably the most heartbreaking part about this election. Like I said, I'm not ride or die for Trump. I don't much care either way. But to have people allegedly vote, 75 million motherfuckers vote for the dude who says he's going to lock you down for 100 days, uh, you know, two months in advance, he's saying we're going to have right. mess for a hundred days. That's so ascientific. It's so concerning to me that like people would vote for that, you know, yeah, like dude. regardless of what you felt about Trump, how could you go vote for that? It's so, it's so un-American. It's so anti-freedom. Um, just very, very disturbing. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I tweeted one time and it got a lot of backlash. I said, um, you guys were mad at Kanye for saying slavery is a choice, but then you voted for nationwide lockdowns. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, that's like such a good just, point. I don't, I don't know how they they see it. They think this is for our good. Actually, they're saying, you know, it's it's for the good. It's for the good of the people. It's because of a virus we have to shut down the economy. Like that, it makes no sense. Yeah, and but they 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 are completely unwilling to reevaluate based off of like the outcomes of these policies. Like we're right, we're we're like right on the cusp of a very severe economic, uh, very severe economic depression. And, and people are just like, uh, you know, there's a virus. This is what we got to do. And people, yeah, like, people don't on. even, people don't even evaluate the charts. Like if you actually look at, at masks use and when it's uh, mandated, and then you look at the actual trajectory of infections, it's, it hockey sticks. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. You put on a mask, it just keeps going. But people are like, yeah, obviously we got to wear masks forever until the government tells us not to. Uh, right. Like, let's just true. wear a mask forever. Nobody will ever get sick that way. Like, come on. <laughs> it's crazy. And I think um, uh, I lost my point, but I don't know. I, I, I hate it. I hate, I hate everything that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's a great point. I hate everything too, man. <laughs> I just hate it all, man. It, it's so ridiculous. I don't know how people have fallen for it. Is, uh, is Palmdale more conservative leaning? I don't even know. Um. So our district, it's got like Palmdale, Simi Valley, Santa Clarita. It's like North Los Angeles County. Right. Um, we're the only Republican county or like only Republican district in Los Angeles County. And oh, it wow. was, um, we were, we went blue for like one and a half years when Katie Hill took over the seat, but then she had to resign. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember so that I think, one. I think we lean, um, we lean more conservative for sure. So it's, it's cool. Have, like, have, um, the, have the lockdowns radicalized your community? Yeah, definitely. 
just from the people I talk to for sure. Yeah. Cause that, that's how I feel. Like I was already super red pilled, uh, based in red pilled as they might say. And, and then the <laughs> yeah. lockdowns happened and I became like a total fucking radical man. Like I, I right. have, I have never been more anti-government, more anti-democracy, more concerned with all of this shit than I've been in, in, in my entire life. And I, I've, I've been a libertarian for 20 years, just to give you perspective. So like I have been on the cutting edge of like wanting to see diminished governmental power. And even I was cough guard. Like I did not know that they could lock down the economy for 10 months or right. a year and a half. I could, didn't know that they could do that with popular support. Like that's that to me is the most disturbing part. I always yeah. thought that the community society valued personal choice and personal freedom above you know governmental dictates, regardless of Boy, their fear. You thought wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, bro. I was wrong, and like I realize it now. Uh, did you did you expect that they could get away with this? Did you think that there'd be because like I'm I'm stunned that there hasn't been counter riots already um yeah i I don't know Um, do you do you think it comes if they if they lock us down for another year from now say you know say that or just through the summer even do you think at any point the right wing actually rises up and does something to to get our freedom back or is this just like we wait it out i don't know honestly i think they're they're kind of soft and like a little scary and they wouldn't they wouldn't really do that which sucks because we have to have we got to we have to, we need people in numbers if we're going to take the country back, you know? Yeah. And I feel like the right is kind of more, I don't know, let's go with the procedure and let's, like you said, let's just wait it out. Let's, let's see. But I mean, the longer, the longer we wait, the more they're never going to give us our freedoms back. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the reason I don't classify, classify myself as a conservative is because ultimately they, they're so caught up in like, procedural rules and playing by the rules like folks your your enemy ain't playing by the rules i don't know if you've noticed but they've completely shredded by the rules for radicals yeah exactly like they've shredded the bill of rights and and they don't give a fuck so like why should we you know why should we why should we care about um playing by the rules and and for the for the record i'm a very peaceful person I, i don't have any interest in war but i would like to see meaningful pushback from the from the right wing from conservatives and it seems as if you know we just we can't at this point match the same uh, ferocity and and emotion that like the black lives matter protests had and things like that yeah. and i don't know when i don't know when or if the conservatives will ever get upset enough to do something like that um so i uh, think i feel like the conservatives were more upset with the stolen election than the stolen freedoms which i mean it's it's a very it's a very valid thing to get upset with but i mean our freedoms are more important than any person we're gonna elect in office for sure well i i'm glad to hear you say that that's that uh that gives me hope man because uh that's that's been my fear is that so much of conservatism has been wrapped up in trumpism or like the maga movement that it's like it does seem as if they deified him and they kind of abandoned some of the the root principles that make conservatives great. You know, like what makes conservatives great, in my opinion, is their willingness to defend the Second Amendment. And yeah. and it's not about a person. It's about principles. And I, I just hope that we can get back there. I hope that at some point we can get a, you know, I don't know, a radicalization may be the wrong word, but um, a more emotionally driven movement within the conservative party do you think there's any hope of that with them having the election stolen and being locked in their fucking houses for 10 months like or or am i am i hoping for nothing i don't know i mean that in itself is should be enough to light a fire and 
all of our bottoms, you know, to get out there and take to the streets. But I guess, I guess we just trust the plan too much. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I, I swear to God, I think that the Q thing is a psyop because like it totally pacified the right wing. Um, yeah. it, it's such a, it's such a trip to me that like everyone talks about right wing radicals and right wing terrorism. Like it's, it's this ever present danger, right. but then you, but then you look around and you're like, Dude, if there was a right-wing radical movement in this country, you would have seen shit go down. Like, right, we would have had our country back by now. <laughs> so yeah, I think I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I worry. Like, what if I guess what if the Q thing is a psyop and it's just the deep state playing us, and Donald Trump is just another hand of the deep state who's just pushing these vaccines? Yeah, well, it's possible. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's definitely not impossible. I I like a lot of the rhetoric of Trump um, in terms of action. I haven't been a huge fan, uh, just primarily because he didn't end the wars, which I'm I'm very anti-war. Um, what what has his presidency meant for you in terms of like success versus letdowns? Are are you still super pro and ride or die, or do you feel like he's he's had some some areas that he could have improved? Um, I feel like he's done a great job with like all the opposition he's faced. Um, he's had to take shit from the media, the Democratic establishment, the Republican establishment, and he's still been able to do some successful things. Like, I got my first really well-paying job in the Trump administration. I, I don't really credit that to Trump himself, but it's it's more on me. But I don't know. The economy gave me a nice gig, and true, I've been true. able to, to, to make a, a nice living for myself. And I feel like that's something that my opportunities would be severely limited under a uh, Biden-Harris presidency. You mind if I ask what you're doing professionally? I mean, not the, the job, but just broadly. Well, I, I I go to school right now. I'm just a full-time law student. Um, but I got a I got a gig working for a campaign, and they were paying me nice. Oh, killer! Uh, what are you What are you gonna do with your law degree? Um, haven't figured that out yet. I was probably gonna take some time to meditate on that over winter break because I graduate next semester. Um, I'm kind of uh, torn between staying in California and practicing law or going to DC and practicing law. Cause I really like DC, but um, like, ideally I'd like to do some form of constitutional litigation. I want to be like in court protecting somebody's liberties. Oh man. You just said the magic word that that would be amazing. <laughs> so let, let me add support to that. Please do that, man. If you can go Thank to DC man. and defend the second amendment, <laughs> defend the bill of rights on any level would be right. tremendous, man. Uh, Wow. That, that's really cool. That's really cool. I, I, uh, my mom always told me I should have been a, an attorney. I, I was more interested in business. So I, I went that route, but, um, we definitely need more, you know, freedom oriented people in the, the legal world. God knows we're outnumbered. Um, so yeah, dude, it's crazy. I, I, I don't understand how people can like study the legal system and the history and foundings of this great nation and then just come out and want to destroy it all or yeah you, you, go, transform it. you go to college you learn about uh the legal system and then you come out of commie i, I don't understand how that happens right. but like, it's it seems to be the standard procedure so yeah <laughs> well um uh, any of your professors that are like actually red-pilled that are actually like stand up for the constitution type folks or is it is it, do you think that it's a professor-led thing or is it like the kids themselves I, i'm just um, curious like what what is what is creating such a dystopic nightmare that, that we're existing in where people don't value like, any of our rights i feel like it's definitely more on the professors um 
because in my undergrad, I feel like the professors were way more like radically liberal. And I feel like they kind of pushed these ideas on, uh, you know, very impressionable 18. I was 17 when I went to college. Like just you put it and you force feed it on these young kids and their their brains are like sponges. You know, they just soak it up and then that's all that they've gotten. That's all that they've been exposed to. That's right. what gets them A's on papers. So they think that's kind of the way, the way it should be. But I don't know. I got, um, at my law school though, I feel like, um, the staff is way more ideologically balanced. My, uh, my constitutional law professor, he's like, he's like a big time conservative. So he'll, he'll always interject and, you know, give his perspective when we're talking about individual rights and stuff. So it's, it's pretty nice to hear that. Oh, that's killer. Thank, thank God for him. We got, we got one good one. Um, <laughs> right. One out of God knows how many thousand. <laughs> and it's cool too. Cause he's always, even when the liberal students kind of speak up, he's always encouraging people to just um, look at it from bo both sides. And especially in law school, that's what you need to be trained to do, you know, see things from both points of view. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I can't let you get out of here without asking what, what is your, uh, What's your perspective on the Black Lives Matter movement? Um, do you think that it was a net? I mean, obviously with the the riots and stuff, I wouldn't say that was a net positive, but do you think that it was a net positive for the Black community or do you think that it was ultimately a failure? Um, definitely a net positive, dude. Sony tweeted Black Lives Matter. What do you what do you mean? That's all we needed, bro. We got did, we did got, it fix everything? We got black shows on Netflix, bro. There's an entire black section. Dude, we are, have so much progress. <laughs> no, nah, right. honestly, um I think I, I think I think I get your point, but keep going, keep going. No, I, I can't I can't stand that movement. I have a have a very strong disdain for it. I feel like they're misleading our people and we're just going with it because it sounds nice, you know, black lives matter. Like the left is really good at branding, dude. They say shit like black lives matter or anti-fascist or it's just planned parenthood. You know, you can't really be against these things, but um, it's, not, it's not planned uh, child assassination. It's planned parenthood. Right. <laughs> but you, you know, so they, they put a nice little bow on it and then it's really just a Trojan horse for radical communism radical leftism and i think what blows my mind the most is that um a lot of people who support the movement they don't ever they can't now but they didn't when it was up go read their about us section which basically is a manifesto from karl marx himself where they say we want to destroy the nuclear family we yeah. want to transform this and that and i feel like how can you be how can you be a movement for black people and you want to destroy the black family? I feel like the destruction of the black family is what's gotten in us into this mess for so long. And you want to just come through and say, nah, forget about it entirely. It's crazy. And it's just, it's counterproductive. Uh, that's exactly the word I was going to use was counterproductive. Have you, have you checked out Thomas Sowell yet? Um, you know what? I haven't. Everybody always tells me I should, but I have not read a single Thomas Sowell book. Oh man, you're gonna love him. I'm, I'm just the reason I, I bring that up is because that that whole rant about Black Lives Matter was, you know, right out of his book essentially. So you're gonna dig him. Um, yeah, I mean, to me that that's been that's been the most disturbing part about the Black Lives Matter movement is first and foremost, I don't think it's helped Black people. Um, you know, and and as a libertarian, I am interested in you know equal rights and equal protection under the law. I think that yeah. it's a, a good thing and we ought to have that. And I would also like to see a diminishment of police violence. Um, 
but ultimately I think that it's been a, a co-opting of a genuine need. Like we, we actually do need some level of police reform where, you know, they don't shoot first. Uh, and obviously that's not common, but it does yeah. happen. And I think that ultimately the, like the, the real issues were, were attempted to be dealt with by people like Justin Amash and Rand Paul, the two libertarians in power. And they were attacked by, you know, Antifa mobs leaving Trump's rally. And I, I'm just like, this dude wrote the, you know, Breonna Taylor act. Right. And like, they're like, do you know her name? Yeah. He's like, like, he's like, yeah, bitch, I wrote it. Like <laughs> I wrote, the, I wrote the act for her. Um, so I think that's, that's the most disheartening part about all this. Uh, on top of that, it's also yeah. the, the, kind of separatist mentality where um you know you're racist if you if you think that all lives matter if you say that yeah. i think that that was a very counterproductive thing i think it put a lot of white people on their heels and made them feel as if like like they're the enemy no matter what and i, I just don't i don't see how that's a healthy way to move forward it's totally not i feel like um one of their biggest faults you know if they really wanted to solve the issue of police brutality it was making it like an exclusively black issue where if you're white you don't know the realities when when the fact is more white people get killed by police than black people obviously there's more white people in the country so it you know it, it happens to both of us right. so you shouldn't you shouldn't really say black lives matter let's destroy the police if you kind of if you said like hey let's end extrajudicial assassinations that's a message that um both people can agree with but when you throw the race lens on it it kind of distorts it like the name the name black lives matter is pretty divisive you know because it's like obviously white people are going to say well what about us mexicans well what about us you know our lives matter too all lives matter and now you have this you just got a dichotomy between black and all and it's just not productive for solving the issue of police brutality yeah exactly and and I think that that was the part that disturbed me the most is because like I've been a libertarian for so long. Uh, we've actually been on the front lines, like demanding criminal justice reform, uh, drug legalization, like all these things that you would have thought would have been part of the Black Lives Matter movement. And yet it wasn't like the, the yeah. things the things that we thought would actually benefit minority communities, which would have been like getting all of these overly repressive laws off the books. Um that didn't end up being even like a plank of their platform. Like it just, it became about reparations and it became about, um, I mean, obviously there was some criminal justice reform requests within there, but it just, it just really missed the mark for me. And, and I think because it was essentially a Marxist movement, it wasn't about remedying police it, violence. It was, it was never about that. It was just about the destruction of the American community. And I, um, what I don't understand the most about these Black Lives Matter people, they spent all summer protesting the criminal justice system, talking about we need criminal justice reform, but they ignored the first step bill that Trump did, which was the first the first step that any really president has taken in I don't know how many years. Forever. And then they went, they went and they voted for Joe Biden, the guy who wrote the crime bill, and prosecutor Kamala Harris, who locked people up. In, in compliant with the crime bill it's yeah. so crazy like um there's this netflix documentary about mass incarceration um it's called 13th it's written and produced and directed by ava duvernay i saw on her freaking instagram page she's out here encouraging people to vote for joe biden and i just i don't know how you make that documentary and just go and support the guy who your documentary is pretty much inspired by that's such a trip man uh, 
Do you think that they, I mean, were they just indoctrinated to the point that they be, they believe all the rhetoric that Trump's this deep-seated racist, regardless of any of the things that he actually did to help the black community? Is that, is that? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like it's just, they bought into the programming and once, once you buy into the programming, it's very hard to remove yourself from it. Well, besides, you know, getting more um, liberty-minded voices into like the arts and into uh, media, do you have any other, you know, ideas as to how we could turn the tide on this? Like, it, it seems to me if we don't get some sort of countervailing force, it, be it, it, you know, a news station that that is like actually about liberty, because um, yeah. uh, no, no disrespect to Fox, no disrespect to Newsmax and all these other organizations, I think they dropped the ball big time. Um, I don't, I don't think Fox news in particular, I, I think that the way 100%. that they handled, handled the election, like they're part of the cathedral too. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you've heard that term. It's Michael Malice. It's cathedral is, is like the academia, the news and the political class. So mm-hmm. those three entities, in my opinion, are really controlling the culture of our society. And I really don't, I don't know how to fucking fight it, man. Like I, I, I do this show. I talk to really smart people and I'm, I'm always asking like, do you have any ideas on, on how we, stem the tide how we turn around yeah um honestly no i think we need to just put all of our efforts and energies into fighting the culture battle because i i i think changing the culture is the most important like if you want to change the laws you should change the culture first if you change the laws without changing culture people are gonna revolt to the laws so you know i think it's just all about connecting with people on an individual basis, touching their hearts and minds, planting a seed that they might five years down the line kind of, you know, look back and say, hey, you know what? He was right. Because I I get messages all the time. It's so funny. They're like, hey, we used to argue a lot, but you know what? Now I think the news is fake and I like Trump. (laughs) I'm like, I know. Like, like, thank you for coming home. Yeah, I I think what we can only do is just talk to people and kind of create our own institutions and you know, crowdfund them and get our people behind them. And because I feel like it's it's really just winning a war for the normies because, you know, we can't really we won't really change the minds of the far left. But the people who are like politically inactive, who are watching both sides, they'll see that we make the most sense. They'll see we're not crazy. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a great point. And and I hope so. You know, I hope that uh, the one thing that gives me hope is that usually the counterculture is what sets the next generation's culture. So like, if you have like, you're a young guy, if you're in college and your professor is telling you that like, you know, white supremacy is this huge problem and the patriarchy and all this shit, you, your natural instinct, at least for me, when I was a kid, my natural instinct was to push back against authority and be like, okay, whatever they're saying, I'm going to consider the alternative. hundred percent. Me too. So I hope, I hope that because the news tells you everything, the media tells you the same thing, and then the you know the uh, academia tells you the same thing. That the countercultural movement will become one of liberty. Um, whether or not that's to be seen, I, I'm not sure. Uh, but I think that's our, our greatest hope is that it's now it's now cool to be um, in love with the Constitution. Right. Yeah. <laughs> once once we make that happen, we just gotta. We just got to make sure we don't turn into the, the old angry uh, <laughs> establishment, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. generation of commies. But not, <laughs> um, I think, I think we could do it. It's going to take some time. It's going to take a couple decades or something, but I definitely think um, it'll happen. Where, I, I got one more question for you. Cause it's uh, I think that this might be a point of, of disagreement, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm as a libertarian, I'm hugely pro drug legalization across the board. Where do you fall on that? 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I mean, I I think we need to end the I guess the war on drugs. I think I think having things like weed be illegal federally is stupid. Sure. But I, I can kind of see where they're coming from. They don't want to encourage these behaviors. But um, I would definitely say like we need to decriminalize most most of it. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't go as far as to say like I don't know heroin and crack and all that. But I I think um, I just think most of it kind of we need to take a different approach to it because you know cr- criminalizing it hasn't really done much. Um, maybe we should move towards rehabilitation. You know, and yeah. Helping, so so helping. you're you're more in line with the decriminalization route. Honestly, I, I'd be fine with that. I like I'm I'm just interested in getting away from the prohibition type level. I'm, I'm sick of the, I mean, we have more people in prison in this country than any country on earth uh, in terms of percentage of population. It's, yeah. it's, if you're, if you're the land of the free and that's the case, uh, there's something deeply, deeply flawed in your system. Um, I, I think that that, that would have probably done the most to uh, alleviate the over, over incarceration of the black community, as well as yeah. every, every community for that matter. Yeah. Uh, so that 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 to me is like the first step, you know. I, when when you talked about Trump's first step program, like had that been it, I would have been ride or die for Trump. So yeah. Um, I, but I, I think that the fact that he he normalized being pro, you know, ending the wars and also pro, um, not necessarily ending the the war on drugs, but certainly heading in that direction was yeah. was a very good thing for the culture. I think it definitely changed a lot of the boomer mindsets about these things where like ending prohibition was never a consideration for the older generation. And and now it's starting to become popularized. So in that regard, I think Trump's presidency was a huge success. And I hope that um, it becomes, you know, reality at some point here soon. So we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Um, tell people where, where to find you and uh, we'll get out of here. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Sir Hottest, S-I-R-H-O-T-T-E-S-T. Um, you can listen to my debut album, The Patriot J LP, everywhere you listen to music. Check out my website, PatriotJ2024.com, and that's it. You going to run? I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, you, you, can't, you can't be Patriot J2024 without running, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you got my vote, bro. So uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Absolutely. Check you soon. All right. Later.